0: Everything in life is a sale. Everything you want is a commission. Rise Up! What's up, guys? Welcome to Episode 3 of the Rise Up Sales Podcast. A couple of firsts on today's show, I'm pretty excited about. Today is our first, well, my first guest, uh, guest appearance, who we'll meet in a short while. Second, this is the first episode with what you just heard uh, from that Fire Flames intro from the one and only DJ Shawnee O, Sean Olston, so give him a shout-out. Um, I'll include in the links later where you can find him on social media, but really good dude. Glad he was able to help out with that. Um, but let's get right into it. So today we have a guest, a very special guest. Um, I don't believe she's ever worked in sales, but I can't wait to have her on the show to get some insights um from a non-salesperson into this sales world we live in. Today's guest is an astounding registered nurse, a former fan- fantasy football season champion, one hell of a dog mom, and she also happens to be my wife. We have Ariana Morris on today's <laughs> show. How are you, Ariana?
1: I'm good, Dan. Thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to uh, joining you on this podcast.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. So, with that being said... Or um, you don't work in sales, do you?
1: I do not. I'm actually a registered nurse, um, and I've been a nurse for about five years now. Wow. Time okay. flies.
0: Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your role as a nurse? What the hell do you do?
1: <laughs> right. So my current position, I um, actually work at a local urgent care in Portland, Maine. I'm their main nurse there. Um, And so, you know, my job functions could be many things. You know, I say I joke around with my patients saying I wear many hats. Um, It can consist of triaging patients. So that's basically getting their histories, doing labs and IVs, administering meds um, and providing education to my patients, which I think is my favorite part. Um, but we see, you know, a variety of all conditions, from your not so urgent to like your ear flushes to your, you know, probably a little bit more urgent, like your heart attacks, um, which don't really get to hang out with us that long at the urgent care setting.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. So you haven't always been in, in quick care though. You've worked in like some hospitals and right. other settings as well. Yeah,
1: I worked on um, med surge floor actually for a few <clears> years <throat> as their charge nurse, and that was at a um, community hospital in Rochester. Um, and then my first ever job, I worked as a skilled. Um, I worked in a skilled nursing facility in Dover, New Hampshire, and I really, really learned about time management there, which was,
0: a, a, you know, it was a good thing to learn as a new grad. Gotcha, makes yeah. sense. And now, more recently, um, you're not done as an RN. You're in school to do what?
1: Uh, So I love nursing so much. I figure, you know, why not keep going to school? So I went and got back. It's so cost
0: effective. Right. You know, because
1: I just want to (laughs) give Revere University all my money. Right. Um, Shout out Revere. I went back to for my MSN for my family nurse practitioner. Um, And so the nurse practitioner is a newer role. Um, It's, you know, helping feed that gap between the lack of primary care physicians. Um, So I'm hoping I'm, you know, very lucky I'm a semester away. So I'm really excited to step in that role.
0: So you've had opportunities as a nurse to, um, quote unquote, rise up to higher levels, higher responsibilities.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I've always had the opportunity, you know, I became charge nurse at the hospital. And um, so now I'm going to get my nurse practitioner. So that would be a bigger, more responsibility, which makes me a little nauseous. So
0: let me What what are your... What, what are your favorite parts about what you do?
1: Well, I'm, you know, I'm such a science nerd and I love learning about disease processes and how they're treated and diagnosed. Um, I also love that I can help patients feel better, whether that's, you know, physically or spiritually. I think a lot of times people just need education on why they're feeling so crappy. Um, they just want to know, you know, why the provider isn't going to prescribe the antibiotic and what their labs mean. And I'm how happy I can provide that peace of mind. Um, and you know, I also love working in the medical field. You work with a medical team that you kind of have a camaraderie. You mm-hmm. go through pretty stressful times, and, you know, it's good to know that you have a team behind your back because um, those, those you know, co-workers are your backbone. Um, right. So, like I said, I fell in love with the profession so much that a semester away from finishing up my nurse practitioner.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Um, what are some of your least favorite or most challenging parts about the job? Um,
1: probably say my least favorite parts is you know trying to compete with dr google in this century uh, um it really just takes like web md correct like yeah. um so you know despite my four plus years of education countless hours of clinical rotations and previous jobs patients still you know want to argue with me because google or web md told them something different for example you know you come in with a headache thinking you're dying of a brain tumor um and then you know the love hate of the twelve hour shifts. Well, I you know people say you only work three days a, three days a week, but you know at the end of those thirty six hours, you're pretty exhausted, and uh, you know unfortunately those thirty six hours really aren't thirty six hours; it turns to forty plus because you're there, you know, helping up clean up the unit before you leave.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So so cool. So I, I'm also I want to get into I want to kind of ask some sales perspective questions <laughs> from somebody who traditionally doesn't work in sales. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But you're around me. Right. Yeah, obviously, of course, um, you're around a lot of my friends, my coworkers, you know, whatever it is. But what I heard from what you were saying about your job, I think there's a lot of parallels with maybe not what, what everyone does, but I think similar to what you do, you come in as the expert in the field. Right. right? And as salespeople, you know, guys, we got to do the same thing. People are hearing us out for a reason. When you sell a product, when you provide a service and we come at it from a consultative approach. We might not be battling against WebMD or whatever Ari's talking about, but, you know, it's very rare that they want to be perceived as not the smartest person in the room, which can be frustrating at times. Is that is that fair to you? Oh, that's, you say?
1: that's totally correct. Gotcha. In, I think both careers are both professions.
0: So let me ask you this, Ari, and be, be candid with us. <laughs> when you envision or you hear the word salesman or saleswoman or salesperson, what is your perception of someone who is a salesman, or someone who works in sales?
1: Well, I have to say, since you started working in sales, I've had a whole different perspective of sales world and man. Do um, you ever see Matilda? Of Course. And that nineties movie?
0: Danny DeVito. You
1: correct. You remember mm-hmm. Matilda's dad? That's exactly that scum bucket is definitely who I pictured originally, um, seeing a salesman. That are you know those people when you're walking through the mall and they like give you try to give you one of those free handouts and then they suck you right in once. The you- guys at the food court? Yes. Or no. no no not the food court. Like the people like the like kiosks. Sea, yeah, like the sea mask gotcha.
0: people
1: you know, and now I literally walk on the opposite side of the the, the place so I can avoid them. But yeah. Now my perspective has definitely changed. Um, I probably can relate to you guys the closest to an ocean because your many emotions I see you go through every day and day oh, in Jesus. and day out. Um, you know, you have your calm waves where all your numbers are up and everything's hunky dory. Um, but then I've seen you go into a damn tsunami because, you know, someone canceled because they're saving 99 cents with another company. Um, But you guys are hard workers. I don't think I could ever do that. I would rather deal with the blood and guts than go through through the the motions that you guys go through. It's definitely a constant grind. And I definitely respect your profession, I think, um, because I see it at a different perspective now.
0: Gotcha. So I like that ocean um, analogy. Most people I talk to use a roller coaster analogy. But I I think the ocean analogy is much more... Peaceful and right, calming.
1: Right, right. I like
0: it. Hope everyone heard that part. Well, we're, we're
1: in Portland, so I like to make ocean analogies.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> Noted, Ariana Morse RN loves ocean analogies. <laughs> um, hey, let me ask you this Where do you find yourself incorporating quote unquote sales in your job? And what I mean by that is, you know, things like persuasion, problem solving, mm-hmm. asking questions, things like that.
1: Oh, okay. Um, So we don't call sales sales in nursing. We call it, quote, unquote, educating the patient.
0: Perfect. I love that. And and that's so true. I mean, we're we're, we're the experts. Right.
1: So whether it's selling, you know, the patient on the watchful waiting approach and not giving that antibiotic or selling the need for that antihypertensive med, I basically sell daily in my job. Um, I think when selling, it's really important to remember the patient um, and put yourself in that patient's perspective. I actually remember a patient who, um, when I was in clinical, I added a third antihypertensive med to, um, because their blood pressure was like 200 over 100, so they were already on three meds. Um, Is that bad? That's pretty bad. 120 over 80 is what you want.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um, His kidneys were already, you know, showing in his labs. And so I remember when he came back for his follow-up, his blood pressure was still high. And I kind of asked him, I said, you know, what's going on? Like, how's the medication going? And he told me he didn't fill fill the medication. At first, I was very frustrated. Um, There was a few things that went through my mind. One, why was this guy in my office? Why didn't he cancel? Because we're here for a medication follow-up that he didn't even take. Mm-hmm. Um, two, this guy is going to have a stroke. <laughs> and three, you know, why didn't he fill the medication? Um, so after a little bit of interviewing, I found out that he just lost his job, and that medication I prescribed
0: without insurance was a few hundred dollars. Perfect. So at this point, are right, you're basically asking what we call in sales discovery questions. Okay. Get to the, get to the root problem. And then now you come in and you try to provide a solution.
1: Okay. So I discovered that this med was very expensive. Gotcha. Um, so after the end of the visit, you know, it had been very easy for me just to get frustrated at him and, you know, discharge him from the office. But we went through this stuff. And before he ended um, his visit, we got him to a medication assistance program um, as well. We talked about, you know, modify lifestyle factors. Um, And I think, you know, you'll face a lot of objection in your profession. But just remember, while this person or business is just a number in your call block, this business is your, their business is their baby and their livelihood. Um, You know, you're not just a number to them. So when they hear that insincerity or lack of empathy in your voice, I can promise you, you will not be bringing home that bacon. Um, So when you sell just one tip from a nurse is don't forget the humanity behind
0: it. Wow. Love it. Perfect. So I think that's awesome because remember, this is just one you know, profession. Obviously, you mentioned earlier you you've kind of come to get a different appreciation of people working in sales from living with me. Right. Also, vice versa goes uh, for what you do. So, so this is really cool. Um, let's keep going. Man. This is cool. It's good to chop it up about this stuff. Sure. Let's talk about personal development. Obviously, you are. Not in the same position you were when you started nursing. No, nope. back when you were, I don't know, eighteen or whatever it was. Right. Um, back in the um the BD days before Dan. <laughs> so what what are some of the things you do are for personal development? do. Like, are you a big reader? Podcasts, TV shows. I mean, you're going to school.
1: Right. I can't say that I've had a, been able to read like a lot of self discovery books since starting my MSM program. It's a lot. Filled with textbooks. Hmm, that's um, ironic. I bought you
0: one for Christmas. <laughs>
1: Correct. Well, you know, I did read that one. It was a good Sorry, one. Started. <laughs> Correct.
0: Shout out. What was that book? Uh,
1: Lean In. Lean In. Shout it, out. That Lean was actually in. a really good book. I just yeah. couldn't finish it because I started the semester. <clears> uh, <throat> <laughs> but, you know, I live in Portland and I grew up around this area. So I really, one thing I like to do is enjoy the outdoors. Um, so, you know, whenever I need to reflect or just need a break from life, I usually will go to the ocean. As again mentioned, I love the ocean. Um, and just like to watch the waves. I know it sounds deep, but... A little bit. Okay. But, you know, it's always been a place for me to find peace. And I also love to laugh, So which you, is why you find me when you come home every day from work watching Friends reruns. I don't think I could watch the Pivot episode anymore. Pivot? That? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> That's another shout-out, Sean Olsen. Right. What was that scene?
1: Um, but, you know, I think laughter and laughter heals the heart as well as chocolate. And wine.
0: No doubt. (laughs) Love it. Um, Awesome. Let me ask you this. Uh, I've always been a big believer in um, mentorship and learning from others. Yeah. Um, Even, let's stay on the professional side of things. Any... uh, Any lessons or anything from mentors in your time that have really kind of stuck with you or helped you out?
1: I got two separate uh, mentors for one of my professional ones. I would probably say my preceptor from my first rotation for my nurse practitioner. He actually taught Mm -hmm. me a great lesson because I was very overwhelmed with this new role um, and and I didn't want to miss anything. And so he told me this. He told me, you need to rule out the diagnosis that's going to kill the patient. Once you do that, you have time. So I think in sales, it's really important that you know your potential objections are sale killer before going to that phone interview, conference, um, or however you meet the client. So after you get past those, you have every opportunity to do right by your customer.
0: Gotcha. Very cool.
1: And then um, for my family, one, definitely my grandfather. He Mm -hmm. was a brilliant man. He's one of my biggest role models um, he started off his career as a pharmacist. Um, him and... My grandfather
0: was a pharmacist. Too.
1: I know. We had this conversation once before. Me and your mother, or your mother and my mother have had this conversation. Were we drinking? Probably. Probably. Okay. <laughs> and So, um, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and no matter how much you could see the disease affect his activities, the daily li- living, you would never see it in his spirit. Um, you know, he was the glue and the laughter in our family functions, and... You know, he was really the only one that snuck me ice cream before dinner. Um, But my favorite quote that he always told me was, it's not how far you fall, but it's how high you bounce back. And it wasn't until after he passed that I realized he did not come up with that quote. However, um, it was from Hillary Zig Zigzagler, who was an American author. And sorry about men. that,
0: folks. She doesn't know Zig Ziglar's name. is <laughs> oh, Sales OG and you just disrespected him.
1: <laughs> well, good. you definitely can apply this to the sales and <laughs> the fact that you're going to have bad days, awful days. Um, by the end of the week, you know, how did you recover?
0: 100%. How you bounce back up?
1: I find it ironic that my grandfather told me my favorite quote is from a salesman.
0: That is kind of ironic. And I'm And then married. you met me. Yeah. The greatest salesman of all time. Okay. Besides Zig Zagler. <laughs> <What> you call <laughs> um, Very cool. All right, let's, I'm going to hit you with some quick rapid-fire questions off the top of the dome. Are you ready? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise, favorite character? Ooh,
1: Crystal. Favorite character? I just like the drama that she brings.
0: Maybe most necessary character at this time. Fantasy football, you have the number one pick this year. Who do you take? Tom Brady. Oh, my God. What a New Englander. But, <laughs> respect. Favorite Disney movie?
1: Beauty and the Beast. The original version. Not the stupid live-action one, though. No. Really? I do like the live-action, but it's you have to go with the original.
0: Okay. And last but not least, what was your first interaction with someone working in sales? What would you say was the first time someone really sold you something?
1: Ooh. Um... I think it was Girl Scout cookies, to tell you the truth. It was a Girl Scout.
0: You were selling them or you were sold? No, I was sold them. Real quick, shout out Girl Scouts, real OG saleswoman, Seriously. Holding it down year after year.
1: I did not want to buy that extra box of Thin Mints, but it wasn't a hard sale. Nah, not
0: yeah. a hard sell. Though. That's what you call a layup in this league. And right? what
1: are they, are they still called Thin Mints now? Aren't they different names now? You can
0: call them Thin Mints.
1: They've changed. It's politically
0: correct. <laughs> no. no, I think they changed like the peanut butter ones or something. Yeah. Um... But anyway, Ari, thank you for um, stopping by and, uh, again, chopping it up with us. My goal was to get someone outside of a traditional sales role as our first guest on the show because I'm always interested in people. I always think you can learn um, a number of things specific to your industry from people you would never think of speaking to. Now, obviously, Ari's my wife, so we talk all the time, and, um, you know, it was much easier to book her as a guest than anyone else. Cause we live together and she has no choice, but I think, I think she brought a lot of cool things to the table and cool things to think about um, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to help you stay motivated, to help everything you're doing, stay relevant. So thanks again for jumping on um, again. This is episode three. Make sure, you know, whenever you're listening to this, there's at least two more um, to listen to and uh, keep checking in. Um, you can follow me at DJ Morse one, two, six on Instagram and as well as uh, www.RiseUpSales.com. Ari, where can people find you on social media?
1: You can do um, Ariana Maria with four R's, or four As. Um, Jesus. Or you can just Facebook me, Ariana Morris. It's really not hard to find me.
0: Are you on the Snap?
1: Yes, same thing. Ariana Maria with the four A's at the nice, end.
0: Nice, nice. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next time.